I'm Rebecca, and this is Just, Just Ghouly Things. <laughs> okay, guys, so welcome back to Just Ghouly Things. Um, these are your hosts, Rebecca and Lily. And today we are going to be talking about haunted roads in the U.S. of A. Yeah. So we, we've been talking about this for a while, and we're really excited to tell you guys um, some interesting stories about highways and roads that are haunted supposedly in in the United States uh just because we have a haunted road here in New Jersey we have a few we and we're going to get to that um as our last story but it was interesting i think to be able to do the research and find out these stories that I've personally never heard of before. Yeah, the stories about the the road near us, but then also it was kind of cool um, when I was doing my research Mm -hmm. and I was looking at, like, the little roads in towns, like, thinking about how not only is that, like, a scary story, but there are, like, teenagers in those towns who are like, ooh, do you want to go to, like, (laughs) a spooky bridge? You know, like, just like us, and it's not just an article. That's such a, yeah, like, it brings me back to those high school days. Many (laughs) bad decisions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I just think we should get right into it because we have a lot of information. So, Lily, do you want to start with one of yours? Uh, Sure. So I think I should start us off off, um, pretty strong with uh, Route 666. Ooh. Yeah. So numbers. Yeah, exactly. Like, what could possibly go (laughs) wrong? Route 666. (laughs) So apparently they call it Route 666 because... Is it Route 666, though? Yeah, well, there's Route 66. Okay. And then there's Route 666. So Uh they named it that because it was the, um, like, the sixth branch off of Route 66. Okay. Yeah, so now they call it um, Route... It's Route 491 now. (laughs) Like, not even 667. Yeah, 66.5. 66.5. It's um, yeah. So now it's uh, Route 491, and it runs through uh, New Mexico, Colorado, and Utah. So uh, what I have here is there's a a couple stories uh, from a woman named Linda Dunning. She wrote a book called Specters in Doorways: The History and Hauntings of Utah. Mm. So I got a lot of stuff from her. Um, and there's a lot of paranormal stuff, but also some non-paranormal, just like weird goings on. Okay. Um. So, I guess I'll start with what happened to her husband. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What happened to the boo thing? <laughs> boo thing. Okay. So. Boo thing. Boo, boo <laughs> thing. <laughs> so dumb. I can't get anything. This is why I can never, like, actually do anything productive. They just sit and make <laughs> shitty jokes. Okay. So, apparently, um, her husband was driving alone, and he saw, quote, a truck that looked like it was on fire heading straight for him, uh, heading right down the middle of the highway. Um, and it says that the truck was going so fast that sparks were, like, flying uh, off of the wheels and flames were coming from the smokestack. And a couple of people have also reported this. So a flaming truck coming right towards them, like Mad Max style. That's, <laughs> that's horrifying. So he says that it was his uh, estimation of how fast it was going was 130 miles per hour. Holy shit. Yeah. See, like, that's crazy because, like, I know when I drive, I don't know if it's just because New Jersey drivers suck. But, like, <laughs> I hate driving on the side of trucks, let alone... Oh, my like, God. I always have to, like, speed to, like, get in front of them and oh, get away. Two buses? Getting yeah. caught between two buses in oh, a three-lane? I can only imagine a flaming truck. Yeah. Just, yeah, no. Yeah. No, there's a... Uh, yeah, so uh, he said that he pulled off to the side of the road and let it pass. Um, but a lot of people... There are some other accounts of that saying that, like, they pulled over and then they look in the rearview mirror and it's gone. Okay. Which could 
be because maybe it's not a real truck or maybe because it's going 130 <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> um, so yeah, but there's uh, also um, packs of what they call demon dogs, okay. um, which could also just be coyotes. But uh, they allegedly have... Um, demon doggos. Demon doggos. <laughs> it's like when they go like, do and meet the big frighten. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Um so apparently they will attack at nighttime and they have these yellow eyes and sharp teeth. Um, and if you like pull over like to like see what they are or anything, they'll come over, they'll shred their ti- shred your tires. They'll oh. like use their sharp teeth. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's also like coyotes are kind of spooky. Yeah. I don't know. You know, at night, like everything's like 12 times scarier. For sure. Yeah. But fun fact, actually, if you ever wanted to get back at your ex, what you can do is you pop three out of their four tires because insurance won't cover it. No way. Yeah. All right, we'll finish this I, I episode later. I'm going to go get a knife. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that's, that's really smart. The more you know. The more you know. Um, okay, so we have something that I found recurring, not only just like in this story, but in a lot of stories, is there's always like a woman in a nightgown mm-hmm. or a woman in her bride's dress. Like there's almost always a, like a dead bride yeah. or something. Like So um, apparently there's like this young, beautiful girl that you'll see uh, in a nightgown. Um, and um, what she said is that, quote, uh, people see her walking along the side of the road, um, all alone in the dark, out in the middle of nowhere, and they'll stop to help her, and as they approach, she just instantly vanishes, um, which is, I, like, I feel like, not that, like, that's not true, but I feel like that's seen a lot. It's like yeah. spooky ghost girl, nightgown. Actually, yeah, I have a story <laughs> coming up that I'll probably, yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm doing that one, like, after my next story, but... Yeah, there's yeah. there's definitely a lot of bride or you oh, know, yeah. woman white gown. Yes, of some kind. exactly. There's yeah. always a spooky like stereotyping us. Like I don't sleep in a nightgown, so if I die, like get ready for pajama shorts and a big t-shirt. Like, like that's what I'm gonna haunt him. Just picture me naked walking <laughs> the side of the road because that's what you're getting. Sleeping the naked scariest the thing of all. <laughs> That's actually, and like everyone's eyes are gonna bleed. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's and then so. yeah, it's bad for all of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just one last little thing that's um, cool is uh, that it's obviously like in the um, in the area there are lots of Native American communities, and a couple of them have uh, tales of these things called skinwalkers, which mm-hmm. are like shapeshifters kind of things, and they'll turn into like coyotes and crows or wolves or something it's never like a bunny you know they're whenever like they want to like manifest themselves it's always something scary yeah you know it's never like hey just wanted to check in like i'm gonna turn myself into a bunny it's like a coyote uh crows or wolves that was a bunny vanicula do you remember those books yeah uh, there are these like chapter books um and there's vanicula and it was a bunny that was like uh like dracula vanicula Never. Okay, if you have heard of Benicula, <laughs> let us know because this is the first I'm hearing of it. I was it. like eight years old reading this. I mean, that's probably why I love weird shit. But like, it was so <laughs> scary if you think about it. He had like, because uh, it was like um, an albino bunny uh, with red eyes and okay. fangs. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Well, that could so definitely be, bunny. that could be what did you in. <laughs> why you, uh, for me, I blame Are You Afraid of the Dark? Do you remember Ooh, that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, anyways, so, and apparently like Native Americans will pop up in your back seat and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, that, so that's that for uh, Route 666. 
if anyone has ever been there or uh, is familiar with the Banicula <laughs> series, we'd love to hear your stories. Yes. All right, so my next story is Route 44, the red-headed hitchhiker. Now, Route 44 is located in Massachusetts, and this is a man who was supposedly killed in an accident along the route, um, which he has been seen hitchhiking. Mm -hmm. So to many, he's described um, between the ages of 45 and 55. He's really tall, about six foot tall. He has red hair and usually um, a beard and is dressed in a red flannel shirt and either jeans or brown work pants and and uh, work boots. And it's interesting because some accounts uh, he's well-kept, while others say he appears disheveled with an overgrown beard, dirty pants, and an untucked shirt. Hmm. Uh, more times he appears solid to the drivers, but not quite all there. Um, meanwhile, there are other stories that he's transparent throughout the entire encounter. So that's kind of where um, a lot of people that don't believe in the paranormal are like, oh, well, there's so many different accounts of this person. Obviously, it's yeah. not true. And it's like, well, I mean, I, from what I've been told, um, entities and stuff, it takes a lot of energy to yeah. build even just a presence, let alone, like, something that's solid. Yeah. So I can't, you can't expect him to always be, like, yeah. fully figured. Like, yeah. That's just asking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, everyone has our days. Like, even ghosts are going to have their yeah, bum like, days. I don't want to deal with you this know? shit. Yeah. Like, Exactly. Yeah, I don't have time. I need to scare people. Like, I don't have time to. I don't got time for shit. Yeah, ain't nobody got time. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no ghost got time for yeah. that. Even though they do have eternity. Okay, mm. you just blew my mind. All right. Anyway, <laughs> while there are different accounts of what the ghost looks like, the account, the encounters seem pretty similar. So. Someone's driving along, usually alone, when they see a man in or alongside the road, and they may either hit him or stop to pick him up. The hitchhiker then interacts with them and eventually vanishes before their (laughs) eyes or will no longer uh, be there when they turn to look at him. Mm -hmm. This is followed by some sort of um, audio finale where it's laughs or he yells at them or he taunts them, which obviously, as a result, all scares the shit out of everyone involved in that uh, in that scenario. So um, I actually have two, um, I have actually, I think I have like two to three accounts um, in regards to the red uh, the redheaded hitchhiker. Let me so, hear it. <laughs> let's hear more. Um, a woman once reported stopping to pick the man up. He disappeared as he went to grab the door handle. Her car battery then died as soon as it happened, and then she heard a man laughing at her, although he could no longer be seen. Ten minutes later, the car started, but not before the woman broke down in fright. That Uh, is is just the perfect combination for a horror film right there. Well, like, what I'm thinking is, like, you know how we were saying earlier, like, that it takes energy and everything? Mm -hmm. Like, her car battery breaking down, he could have been, like... Using that energy. Yeah, using that energy. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. That sounds like really elaborate, but like it very well could be he's like, like, you know, gotta yeah. check in on this bitch. Like, let me take her car battery right quick. <laughs> <laughs> I need a juice up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was just one story. There was no name to the person, whatever. But now um, I found this story on Reddit from Diesel Monkey. And he wrote, This just happened. I'm sitting at my desk at work, freaking out a little bit. I had to get this down. I live in New England, and every day I commute about 20 miles along a stretch of back road highway. I usually commute pretty early in the morning, so it's pretty desolate. Sometimes it can be 
downright creepy driving through the middle of the woods with no one to be seen for miles. This morning was obviously slightly more creepy than normal with the hurricane and all. Okay, so this happened during hurricane season. Most of the small towns in Massachusetts were without power, so long stretches were not only devoid of cars, but also streetlights. Somewhere around the Mass Rhode Island line, I came around a corner to see a man standing in the middle of the road waving his arms like something is wrong. He's tall and well-built, probably 6'2", 220 pounds, with curly red hair and beard. Oh, I'd stop for him, too. He's yeah, over six foot tall. It's really, it's really how specific. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I stop in the middle of the road and throw my hazards on. It's the middle of a hurricane, and something could be seriously wrong. Someone could be hurt. Mm-hmm. But I'm also in the middle of nowhere, so I roll down my windows and throw on my hazards. The hitchhiker makes eye contact and starts walking to my passenger door. He has a slow, methodical pace that makes me think whatever is wrong, he is not in a hurry. Mm. Sketchy. Yeah. As he's making his way over, he passes behind the A-beam of my car between the windshield and passenger door Oops. and is gone. Ooh. Ooh. As soon as he's out of my line of sight, he just vanishes. Wondering if he perhaps collapsed next to my car, <gasps> I get out and do a lap around and he's nowhere to be seen. No, now I'm sitting in the middle of the road, pitch black in all directions, being just before 6 a.m. No power, so no street lights. I get the heebie-jeebies <laughs> and tail it out of there. Not five miles later, I drive by a small dirt parking lot with no lighting, of course, and he's standing there just watching me pass. It looks like he's laughing as I speed away. Needless to say, I'll be looking for him every day now. (laughs) That is crazy. Like, it's like not only do you encounter him once, and then like, like, oh, maybe just some weird guy ran back in. No, you see him like miles down the road where like he can't he can't run that. I think fast. the laughing is what gets me. Yeah. The laughing yeah, is like to be the a kicker thing with him. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like the creepiest thing with someone. Like someone could say something to you, but the moment they laugh, like I know me, like in my psychotic self, once I begin <laughs> to laugh, you better back the fuck off because I'm literally <laughs> going to spawn into Satan and I'm like gonna go crazy. Yeah. Like laughing, although Oof. to some people is like, you know, nice oh to God. hear. Sometimes it could probably it, be the worst. It could also be hear. a siren. Like, it could be like, ha-ha, we're having fun. Or like, ha-ha, no, you're about to get your you. ass handed to you. <laughs> exactly. All yeah. right. So my last story is from a guy named Zappa. He said, this story was recently told to me by a coworker who had his own encounter seeing this ghost about 15 years ago. Not being from that area, he had never heard of the legend either until after telling his own strange experience to someone else who had. They looked it up online, and there are many stories posted of people claiming that they'd seen the mysterious red-headed guy in the red flannel shirt. My co-worker's story was very similar to many of these other sightings. He was working late one night, doing a long job that took him to... What is that? Seekonk? Where's Seekonk. Seekonk. That sounds very weird. On his way back home, he was on Route 44 and and Rehoboth. Rehoboth? Rehoboth? (laughs) I don't know. And saw a guy with red hair and beard wearing a red flannel shirt walking in the middle of the road. He thought this was really strange to see someone out walking at around 2.30 a.m. and slowed down to drive around the guy. After he passed the guy, he looked in the mirror and the guy was gone. He thought maybe the guy turned and walked into the woods, Mm -hmm. so he keeps going. Another mile down the road, he sees another guy walking in the middle of the road. Now he's thinking, what the fuck? (laughs) Here's another guy walking the road, but he just looks like the other guy. 
This time he slows way down to pass, mm. and as he goes by, he hears the guy muttering something. Again, after he passes the pedestrian, he looks in the mirror, and the guy is gone. Now, my coworker is totally freaked out, and he said that the hair was standing up on the back of his neck, but he continues on his way. This time, he starts driving a little faster. He gets about another mile down the road, and he sees the guy in the red flannel shirt once again <laughs> walking in the middle of the road. This time, he was in a panic and didn't even bother slowing down. He just nailed the gas and drove down the drove around the guy. I thought he said drove down the guy. <laughs> drove around the guy, not even looking in the mirror. He said his heart was racing like never before because he knew he saw something that there was no rational explanation for. Wow. So that so it's interesting how this all seems really consistent. And this is coming from a guy that wasn't from the area, so he hadn't even heard of this experience yeah, before. Yeah, he didn't before, know to expect that. Yeah, before someone that he knew was like, yeah, that's actually like a common thing. That's Ugh. that's scary. Could I, you imagine that being like, you're welcome to the area. We have a ghost who walks in the middle of the street. You know what would be even scarier is like you're driving down a road and then you see someone and like it's like kind of sus but like you just roll down your window and you look and they turn to you and it's like your doppelganger it's you walking on the oh. side of the road Ugh. i think i think we're on to something i think i met my doppelganger once actually really? I, was, I was in like fifth grade and it was me my mom and my brother and we were at the like local ice cream place okay and there was a girl who looked exactly like me like i was like i like pulled my mom over. i was like mom that girl looks exactly like me and she was like Holy shit! Like, and like I never saw her again. Something like, need to tell me I, uh, exactly. Like, hmm, you know, are you sure there isn't a second me? Like, if there was, the world is screwed because yeah. one of me, one of me is bad enough. But yeah, it was it was really weird, and she was just like hanging, and I was like, I almost wanted to like take a picture of her, but this is before like cell phones yeah. and everything, so I wouldn't be like, hello, Kodak moment. <laughs> like, it was weird. Yeah, weird, weird, weird. All right, so. What's your next story? So my next story, let me get my little notebook out. That is a cute notebook. This is like some ASMR. Like. <laughs> um, let's see. <clears throat> okay, here we go. So this is um, Zombie Road in Missouri. So apparently it was a uh, Civil War main street from St. Louis County to Jefferson County. And so it was kind of like really busy and there were, there's like a little bridge where it seems like a lot of the, you know, claims are. So apparently um, there is a story that is equal parts like true and untrue. So there was a woman, her name was uh, Della Hamilton McCullough. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, but she was the wife of the local judge. And this is, so I'm just going to go in order with the stories. So this is um, in 1876, she was in the area. So 1876, about 10 years um, after the Civil War ended. Okay. So it's not like it was like a desolate wasteland probably. It's yeah. probably still, you know, not overgrown, but I could be wrong. Um, and she got hit by a train mm-hmm. and she died. And that's the only documented death that they have there. And people claim to be, see a woman, again, a woman in white or whatever, but it's most likely, if that is a real spirit, that that's her spirit. Um, so in the late 1950s, it was it became like a like a spot where like teenagers would go and like have, you know, like shenanigans of whatever sort. 
Um, but apparently, you know, the teenagers go in, they don't come out. Mm. Uh, there uh, were reports of seeing a man um, like who like lived in maybe like a little shack um, wandering the woods. And some people uh, claim that he had hooks for hands. Like both, both hands are hooks. What was that? The hash slinging slasher. The hash slinging, the flash break. The hash slinging slasher. Yeah, essentially. It was like the, yeah, it was like the OG hash slinging slasher. So yeah, and then the teenagers, of course, then named him the zombie. And then it got the nickname Zombie Road. Um, But so uh, some of the stories... um, behind like some of the potential hauntings there um it says that uh there was a man in the 1970s who was there and he got hit by a train and died of course um there was a boy who fell off one of the bluffs into the river died um native americans uh like native american ghosts um claim like they claim to see them and they claim to you know not see them um Another, um, some more of the, uh, like, like, backstories. It seems like I could get some, like, first-person accounts, but really I mostly just had stories of, like, the history of it. Okay. Um, and, you know, like, shenanigans of just, you know. We were teenagers and we went there and saw something spooky. Like, nothing, like, super, like, juicy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Not a th- lot of tea. No tea. Yeah. So, you know, it was, but... Um, so the woman who um, got hit by a train, though, is like kind of disconcerting. Um, but apparently, it's also haunted by pe- workers who died on the railroad that runs through there. Um, oh, okay. So a mental asylum patient who had escaped um, and got hit by a car, leaving drum roll behind for what he left behind. You ready? A nightgown. Woo! Another nightgown. I love those nightgowns. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So. Uh, but apparently now they like they close it off at night, mm-hmm. and it's like a like a like a like a reserve now or something, okay. and you can like have a picnic or something, um, <laughs> so a picnic with the ghost. <laughs> That's so like what what happened to half my sandwich? Oh, the hook guy. <laughs> <laughs> you see like a, like a little hook, a little pinky yes. in the middle. Bless his heart. For the Krabby Patty. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah. So. Uh, but at nighttime, they they close it off, and but you know, kids still try to get in or whatever. Um, but apparently, when you get like the police, they'll ticket you, and apparently, like the location of the ticket, like they put Zombie Road. That's great. Yeah, That's making the so most of cool. it. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. So uh, the story. So there are a few like different encounters that are just spooky. But then um, it says that there was uh, she was with her friends like seven times. Um, and then little things happen, and then the sixth time there was a big thing. So it says, so it's me and the best friend who has been on every one of these experiences and two of our friends who we dragged along. At this point, me and my friends are cocky while nervous and bring our friends in, telling my friends the stories that have occurred here and so on. Uh, My friend who was there for his first time was using his iPhone at the time as a flashlight and also talking relatively loud. We always had flashlights on our previous excursions, but we usually kept them off to let our eyes adjust. So we get about 10, 15 minutes into the walk. I remember saying something, trying to scare my friends. This is what I recall. Uh, Let me see. I am saying, 
this is one of the most scary, most scariest places in St. Louis. Uh, and then it happened. About 35 feet to our right, we heard a very, very loud demonic feminine scream that sounded to me about middle-aged. It lasted for about five seconds or so. So really quick, just like to pause. Five seconds, like when you say it doesn't sound long, but like when you think about it. Wait, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, <laughs> Right? Sorry, okay. <laughs> That's definitely blowing someone's eardrums out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, we don't have to keep that. I just noticed it. Um, okay. Uh, where was I? Shit. Okay, five seconds. For a split second, me and my friends are petrified until I yell, run! And we ran the fuck out of that road. I tried to keep everyone relatively together in a group. Smart, huh? <laughs> but we ran the fuck out of there. Never have I been so scared in my life. Eventually, we drive to my house later that night and we go on the Prairie Farms website that describes Zombie Road to read about what just happened. I am reading the website out to the friends when I got to the part that freaked me out. And then it has a little quote here. Uh, and that of a mysterious old woman who yells at passersby from a house at the end of the road. Oof. So, Sounds familiar. Yeah, right? I'm thinking, holy fucking shit, I went to bed playing the song No One Believes Me by Kid Cudi on repeat. <laughs> Scariest moment of my life. We came to the conclusion that one of these things happened. A, the place is haunted. B, there is some combo of a ghost or haunted lady that lives in a shack down there. C, we got fucking followed. D, someone does this and likes to fuck with people. E, maybe there were illegal drug stuff going on back there and this was a warning to scare people like me out that went down there for the paranormal. Thoughts? Here's the thing. Our eyes could have been playing tricks on us the first few times with the shadow people and images, but holy shit, I got scowled at by some small animal and heard that fucking scream. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, and I like the fact that like they're trying to debunk this yeah, like and, as you go. Yeah, but uh, I don't. That's a very loud demonic feminine scream. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know what else that could be. Yeah. that's that's crazy. Yeah, and some of the previous experiences were just you know like creepy sounds and you know shadow people. So it's one of those things that like every individual thing has an explanation. Yeah, but when you link them all together, it makes no sense. Yeah, it ain't adding up, chief. <laughs> all right. So my last, well, I guess like one of my last stories is Archer Avenue, which is located on the south side of Chicago. Um, this haunted roadway seems to be anchored at both ends by cemeteries. And so that, you know, uh-huh. would make Again, sense. Again, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> when the road that from beginning to end has cemeteries. Um, and of course, in those cemeteries, they have ghost stories. So mm-hmm. that, um, in one of the, uh, two of the famous cemeteries on that road is Resurrection Cemetery, which you'll hear about in a bit, mm-hmm. and um, another burial ground, the St. James Sog. And um, people also say that the paranormal activity on this road is linked back to Native Americans, saying that um, there has been some kind of mystical magnetic force that's connected to the next world that's on this road. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, because there's so many bodies of water in, around that area, there's a lot of different channels, rivers, canals. It kind of it 
from what people say, they say that energy that spirits get their source of energy from water. So yeah, that, that makes sense. True. Like they say, like that limestone. So yes, the fact there's thinking, like yeah. yeah, the fact that there's yeah. so many different bodies of water that just you know can definitely um, be a catalyst for spirits. Yeah, and totally. Activity. Um, so there have been different uh, supernatural events that have occurred at the St. James Sag, which is the church in the cemetery, uh, since the middle 1800s. This includes phantom monks. There's stories um, that go back for decades and so many reliable witnesses um, confirming the strange activity, one of them being a former rector of the church, had admitted on his deathbed that he had seen ghosts roaming the cemetery grounds for many years. And uh, one winter night in 1977, a Cook County police officer was passing the cemetery, um, happened to turn off his spotlight coming past the cemetery gates and claimed to have seen eight hooded figures floating up the cemetery road toward the rectory. Um, he pursued what he had thought were pranksters in the graveyard, but while, um, while he did so, he stumbled and fell over the uneven ground and tombstones. The monk-like figures eerily glided past without effort. So... Uh, so pretty much he went to go try to stop these pranksters, tripped <laughs> on these, you know, on all these tombstones that seemed that the, the phantom monks just glided over. That's, that's crazy. He got pranked. He got pranked. DJ Khaled, <laughs> you pranked yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> he said he had nearly caught up with them when they vanished without a trace. Um, on that road, there's also a ballroom that has a story behind it of the devil... Um, having entered it. So oh the story recalls that... I didn't know my ex went there. <laughs> <laughs> well, get this. So the story recalls that a young woman began to dance with a stranger at the ballroom, and as she happened to glance down at the stranger's feet while dancing, she noticed that he had hooves. When she realized that, and the devil realized that she had noticed, he ran... And after being chased after, he leapt out of the second floor window and surprised everyone by landing on his feet on the sidewalk. Hoof prints were found where he had landed. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope, not going there. So, um, but this story, which is called Resurrection Mary, is the one that's the most famous on this road. Um, the most, the researchers um, agreed that the most accurate version of the story concerns a young girl who was killed while hitchhiking down Archer Avenue in the early 1930s. Apparently, she had been dancing at this ballroom or at another ballroom on the same road, had an argument with a boyfriend, and at some point, she left. And uh, while she was walking down this road, it was either she jumped down the middle of the road to hitchhike and the car didn't see her and hit her or something happened. Long story short, she was killed on this road, and that's what people say uh, they see. Um, And they call her Mary. And uh, apparently her grieving parents buried her at Resurrection Cemetery. Okay, that's fair. And <laughs> wore a wh- and put her in a white dress. <laughs> yep. Okay. And her dancing shoes. Okay. So white dress. Dan- of yeah, course. a lot. Resurrection Cemetery. It all, you know. Yeah. So one of the first stories that ever came out about Resurrection Mary was in the 1930s. Um, and it was from an old Southsider named Vince who was telling his account of Resurrection Mary. Um, to, and he, until his death, had told his story to paranormal investigators over half a century after it happened. He was so, um, he was so convinced 
that he had encountered Mary, and this is his story. So when he was younger, he attended the O'Henry Ballroom, which is the ballroom that they said that she had left from and then died. <laughs> While he was at the ballroom, he spotted a pretty blonde girl in a white dress on the <laughs> dance floor. He asked her to dance, and they danced the night away. Vince was able to fully, you know, get close to her and talk to her, and she said her name was Mary and that she lived on Damon Avenue in the Brighton Park neighborhood. That wasn't far from where Vince had lived in the house he shared with his parents. Um, as they slow danced, he noticed for the first time that the girl's hands were cold, her skin brittle. Mary seemed to notice that he had noticed, so she had told him, cold hands mean you have a warm heart. So... After the last dance, Vince offered Mary a ride home. She gave him her address, and uh, she pretty much just said that her place was just a straight shot up Archer. So they're driving a few miles, and right as they pull up to the cemetery, she insists that he pulls the car over um, and have her stop there. And And he was like, well, I could just drive you home. And she was like, no, drop me off here, and you can't follow me. Suspicious. (laughs) Suspicious. <laughs> um, so she walks toward the gates, laid a hand on the iron chain that bounded the gates together, and vanished. Ooh. Vince, you know, probably falling in love with this beautiful <laughs> woman, wanted to follow her in. Yeah. Um, but he didn't know where she was. He was very confused. So he took the address that she had given him mm-hmm. and went to her house the next day, banged on the door. A middle-aged woman came to the door and was like, can I help you with something? And he was like, is Mary home? And she goes, Mary doesn't live here anymore. Um, She said, Mary died in a car accident four years ago. I'm her mother. So that's how he left the story. Um, To his deathbed, he claimed that this happened, that this was a real thing, and that he danced with Mary and got to know her well enough that he knew her name, knew where she lived. Wow. And, oh, also, as I was reading through the story, he said that when the mother had opened the door and he, like, went to kind of, like, peek inside, mm-hmm. once she had said, oh, she had died, and he thought, oh, maybe, like, wrong person, whatever, he, like, looked inside and saw a framed picture of Mary uh, on her um, on her fireplace mantle. So, clearly, that's... Sounds like he got ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> Ghosted to the next The original level. ghosted. I love it. That's so true, though. Yeah. But, um, That's yeah. crazy. My brother lives in Chicago. He, li- I don't think he lives in, like, the, the south of Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I know he lives somewhere in Chicago, and I'm about to text him and be like, dude, check out this. Check out. Check out the cemetery. You ne- I, I want to go there and see if, like, her... Like her grave is there. Like, I want to see Ooh, if her that creepy That's Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so there's stories like that. Um, there's uh, common claims, um, say, that motorists see Mary walking down the road. They offer her a ride and then witness her vanishing from their car. These drivers could describe the girl in detail, and nearly every single description precisely matches the previous accounts, saying the girl had the light blonde hair, blue eyes, wearing the white party dress. Um, some more attentive drivers sometimes add that she wore a thin shawl or dancing shoes and that she had a small clutch purse. Wow. So, it, like, it's interesting that all these stories, especially all these haunted road stories, it seems like people have a general consensus of what these people look like, yeah. what they... Like, it's, it seems like, very accurate. Like, everyone seems to yeah. have a consistent story. 
which is uh, pretty interesting. I definitely, I love Chicago. I don't love it during the winter. So in oh, the summer, God. I would definitely love to go back. Yeah, when I, went, it, that. when I went, it was winter. It was like negative 13 after wind chill on Ugh. New Year's Eve. Yeah, awful. All right, so let's get into our last story. Clinton Road. All right. So um, Clinton Road has a special place in our hearts because it's in New Jersey, where we're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes through Newfoundland, goes through West Milford, a bunch of um, different towns in northern Jersey. And it has been known as one of the most haunted roads in the country. Leave it to Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> the best the best at everything. Yeah. So do you have anything to add to the uh, story? Well, I have just a little like blurb on some of the uh, areas there. So I've only ever been on the road part. But apparently if you go into like the woods area, there's like a little path or something um, where there's a Druidic temple. So Druids were like apparently like essentially Masons or something. It was like an iron community. Um, and uh, they would perform like Druidic rituals, which is never good. Um, And so there's still like a little temple-like building. And then there's also uh, what they call Cross Castle, which is, again, just like some, like kind of like some ruins, not super like big and elaborate like it sounds. Um, But there was satanic worship performed there. Um, So you can walk around, but I've only ever been there at night. I've never really walked around. Um, But the main um, area is a ghost boy bridge. So apparently um, there is a boy who drowned um, and he will, if you throw coins at him, you know, he'll be like, watch it. Throw yeah. throw coins back at you. I've heard that like he, you know, like was potentially murderous. I don't, mm-hmm. you know. Luckily I made it out alive. Um, and so did I. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, do you want to go first or do, I think you should close it. Okay. Because your story's, yeah. So we, do you Better. have any, do you want to tell your stories and stuff? Sure. Okay, go okay. for it. All right. So my stories are interesting. So my first experience at Clinton Road was I was with my boyfriend at the time and he had picked me up with some of his friends. And this is my first time meeting the friends. And they're like, oh, like we're going to Clinton Road. I'm like, awesome. I've never been there before. It's like, you know, 12 at night. So we go and we go down like that uh, curvy road that mm-hmm. they say causes accidents, and I'm already like dead Shit. man's curve. Dead man's curve. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's already not good. And then they pull over, and they're like, "Okay, like here, like they handed me a coin, and they're like, all right, so you want to toss this off the bridge into the water, and it'll be thrown back at you." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So it's like dead silent. All of his friends are standing behind me because they're like, "You do it, you do it." Um, so I take my coin and I toss it and I hear it splash. And they were like, okay, now count to three in your head. So I count my head, one, two. And then on three, I get hit with a bunch of change. And it turns, I was so scared. And I thought for like a millisecond, like, holy shit, the river's revolting. I'm going <laughs> to die. It's the ghost boy. Uh, but it turns out that uh, my, my then boyfriend and his friends decided to play a prank on me. Should have known. Yeah, right? Should have known then. I, I should have left then and there that meant shit. But um, yeah, so they had taken it out of like his little toll thing and they threw a bunch of coins at me and it was terrifying. Um, 
But I do have kind of an actual, like, legit experience there. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I w- it wasn't actually at the bridge. It was uh, something that I heard, which is if you pull over onto one of the side areas and you flash the brights of your car three times, a woman appears on the third. Okay. Um, and so we go and we flash the lights three times and, like, nothing happened. Um, we flash it. So we sit and we wait and we're like, oh, like, nothing's going to happen. And I'm, like, scared shitless. You know, because, like, they're like, no, it's fine. Like, it's just a ghost. And I'm like, no. Like, ghosts are real. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, like, watch. Like, at the time I was a teenager. I'm like, we're dumb teenagers. Like, we are going to die. Yeah. Um, So I'm sitting. So we're sitting on the hood of the car. And we flash three more times. And a deer just sprints across the wood in front of us. And I'm thinking, okay, like, maybe it got scared. Yeah. You know, from us flashing the lights. But then I thought, like, okay, why not the first time we flashed the lights? Yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? And why not, you know, like, it just... It you know, deer in the headlights and everything. I'm like, when we, you know, like, we had slammed car doors and we, you know, like, there were noises coming. Why didn't that scare the deer? Yeah. You know? But... So that already, like, didn't feel right. And it was just kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. And, like, um... I don't know, I just, like, had this kind of feeling and, like, this hunch and, like, it sounded like there was something there and it was really yeah. weird. But the air was, like, deathly still. Was, you know, it was, like, it, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was spring and windy or anything. It yeah. was, like, the air was still. Um, and this is my second time there. And so I know, like, oh, like, you know, they're probably going to prank me, whatever. Um, and then I heard a screech. I heard, like, an <laughs> Right? And I the loud noises in this episode. Yeah, sorry guys, warning. <laughs> um, and I saw three like down the road. I saw three uh, someone blink their high beams three times. Okay. And I couldn't tell was it like a like a young girl who was like scared and screamed, or was it like something else? Yeah. Because it just didn't. It's hard to explain. Um, but if you know, like if you've ever been like at a sleepover and you like get the Ouija board or whatever, and sometimes you just like feel or even just like in your room at night yeah and you just kind of like like you feel something I I felt something like it just the intuition you have to always follow that gut exactly and why was it only one deer running you know Mm -hmm. why wasn't it what was it running from exactly exactly so it was you know kind of unsettling but um by the time I actually got to go there because uh, Rebecca lives closer to it than I do um, by the time I went there, uh, they had closed off the bridge. Oh, yeah, so I didn't really get to that. You guys want to experience that? Sorry, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my story. All right, so I was in high school. I was with this guy, Justin, and my two um, friends, Kelly and Barbara. And we'd always wanted to go to Clinton Road. We had always heard scary things about it. We always loved the paranormal. And, you know, being teenagers in the summer, Justin had just gotten a car and was able to drive because he was older. We're like, all right, got to You know, we got to do this. Yeah. So my mom wanted me to have no parts in this. She was like, you're not going. (laughs) So I convinced her that we were going to a psychic. And she was fine with that. She was like, okay, have fun. (laughs) Um, So instead of going to a psychic, we still drove to Clinton Clinton Road. Road. Uh, We went past Dead Man's Curve. We were fine with that. And we passed a, uh, we, we passed a children's playground where it was, mind you, this was like, middle of June, mm-hmm. the, the air was still. Yeah. And the swings were violently swinging back and forth. So that should have been a sign. We should have just turned the fuck around. Yeah. But we didn't. So we wanted to test that theory of if you throw a coin into the water mm-hmm. over the bridge, it comes back. 
So to debunk that um, anyone could have interfered with this, uh, we went, we parked our car on the side with all the doors open and stuff just in case we had to go back in. We go underneath the bridge. We see no one there. I mean, it's a straightforward bridge. It's, you know, there was, it was dark, but you could still see through it. There was no one there, no one that could hide anywhere. We're like, okay, cool. Go back up. And Justin hands me a penny from his car. He goes, all right, you throw it. My friend Barbara's recording, but it's so dark that in the video it's just audio. Mm -hmm. You hear me throw it over the bridge. You hear the water. You hear the coin hit the water. And five seconds later, we see the glistening of the copper penny come up, slam in front of us. And in the video, you hear it slam next to us. Gives us like five seconds of like looking at each other like, did you just see that? And then it all kind of resonates with us like what just happened we scream and we run back into the car and past Edmund's curve he's in like 80 90 I mean like I don't know how Justin did it but that was the scariest experience wow yeah wow yeah it was pretty crazy that's some real shit right there so that was my story with Clinton Road so thank you guys so much for listening to the Just Ghouly Things podcast this episode being on Haunted Roads in the U.S. Um, if you guys liked this episode, please review us, um, rate us five stars. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. If you have experiences, um, please email us at JustGhoulyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. So I'm Rebecca. I'm Lily. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.